Thank you. So um, we are going to allow you to just go on and talk to us about the topic, do not do um, We don't die, the archive is embodied. From my, from my own personal little knowledge, growing up in, in a rural part of Chesed, Obago precisely, and I've always been drawn to things of tradition. I know that a lot of this, I know a little, let me say I know a little about Yoruba archiving system and knowledge. I know that our knowledge mostly is transferred orally. For example, sir, I started researching about um, IFA, and uh, IFA is known to be to have um, 256 Odus, major ones. Then out of this 256, you still have to multiply them by 16. So all of these have been transferred orally from an Ifa priest to another Ifa priest. Most of our culture and tradition are transferred orally. So this is the point we arrive at to make us understand that we don't die, the archive, the archive is embodied. But then, if we strongly believe in this theory, how can it be better preserved? Because like you already said earlier in your, your, your statement, uh, we are already losing this identity. It is so sad. <clears throat> Personally, for me, it is so sad to know that we are now at a stage that some of our people are, are now ashamed of even giving their children Yoruba names, it is that bad. Like I was joking with telling a friend, his name is Agbadaola, it's a very beautiful name. Then he named his three children, the first one, Richie, the second one, Pene, the third one, um, uh, Raymond. I, I personally don't have issues with him, but my only issue is the fact that what is the identity of these of this children? By the time you are telling people your name and you are saying you are Agbadaola Richie, you are Agbada Allah Pene. For me, the combination doesn't make any sense. So how do we preserve this identity that we strongly believe they are mostly aura-based? Aura how can we continually preserve them? So if truly we don't die, the, the archive is embodied. How can we preserve that? Over to you. The, the, there is no need to be anxious about whether uh, the archive will in any way be compromised. The archive will not die. Nothing will happen to the archive. The only problem is that uh, a lot of individuals who are not accessing it, this generation that is not accessing it, will not profit from it. Not that it will die, no. Um, uh, it is something that is, in, it is embedded in the body. It is something that is embedded in the landscape. It is something that is embedded in spiritual dimensions beyond what we can even begin to imagine. So the, the fear is not that it will die, no. Uh, the fear is that we have these resources that we are not making use of. Uh, it is like uh, uh, they say that uh, 
away nile in other words when you have a tissue paper at home and you're using your hands to clean after um, going to the bathroom that's really what you're doing we can just use the tissue paper because it is there and it's dignifying um, but so the fear is not that the archive will disappear it is that you are not benefiting from the wealth of your ancestral heritage. Uh, the, the, when, um, when we were talking yesterday, one of the things I mentioned is the idea that uh, we don't even have that concept of death. So the, the very notion of this thing dying, it's a totally Western concept. Nothing dies. Um, uh, the first thing that our culture did, which is incredibly exemplary, which is so distinctive, is to kill death. That's, that's, the, that's the very foundation of our culture to murder death, to assassinate death. And um, the story goes that uh, uh, Iku, uh, this character that kills things, that terminates things, became a threat to the entire world, to entire Yoruba world. And at that time, of, of course, the entire world was just the Yoruba world because we believe that life started with us. So uh, Iku was killing all of the important people and uh, everybody became afraid. And uh, the people then came together and said, what can we do about this character that just keeps killing us? Um, and then they said, well, let us give the character a wife and let this character study, uh, uh, let uh, the wife study the weaknesses of Iku so that uh, we can then conquer Iku. So they gave Iku a woman known as Olojongbodu. Olojongbodu is the Obiri Iku. Iku's wife. And Olodongoju uh, uh, was asked to then go and study the weaknesses of Iku. And Olodongoju uh, then found out what Iku was allergic to. The things that if Iku ate would give Iku fatal allergies, terminal allergies. So once they found that out, they then gave Iku those things and Iku died. So that was basically how philosophically, conceptually, and mentally we are able to deal, uh, we are able to invent the idea of deathlessness. But um, so, so, so when we talk about death, we are thinking in a totally different uh, Eurocentric, definitely not a Yoruba uh, 
perspective, death, iku, uh, and die, uh, the, the idea of iku no longer equates, does not equate uh, dying. Iku then becomes a vehicle of, of uh, transmission, a, a, a mode of, uh, 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 of transferring, of transferring files so that when uh, a body uh, becomes old, uh, if we were to use the same uh, uh, analogy of the computer, because basically the, the, the concept of the computer was, was stolen from us. We, 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 we'll come to that later on when you were talking about 200 uh, Odus. Those are not, those are codes. Those are, those are the computer codes that they stole from us, 256. And you can check um, Western code system is exactly 256. Um, uh, and they started using that code system, say 62 or 64. We've been using it forever, but I, I'm digressing. But the, the, the concept of these, uh, um, this transferring files um, is, is in terms of when uh, a, 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 an individual, uh, becomes physically weak when, when the body gets old. That body will no longer be able to function very well. Um, there, are all, there will be all kinds of difficulties with that body. But so that body has to be renewed. And to renew it uh, and to keep the files within that body uh, fresh and intact, it has to be transferred into a new, into a new system, into a new body, so to say. So when the time comes that that old body is not able to function as efficiently anymore, that body would then be, uh, be updated, so to say, be upgraded into an infant, and that is why if an individual were uh, supposed, uh, if, if an individual experienced the sense of transformation, for instance, if uh, uh, a woman were to move on into the land of the ancestors, that same woman would come back as an infant and the woman will return with all of the files that was in her. And that is why we have concepts such as uh, uh, yetunde, uh, uh, the, the idea yabode, the, 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 the yetunde means mother has returned again. Yabode is mother has again, mother has returned again or you have Babatunde and so on and so forth. So it is that way in which that, that return um, is really 
uh, a way of uh, transferring files from an old system that is not working very well, just like you have your computer. Um, maybe at some point uh, you now have these really, really powerful large files that your old computer can no longer contain. You need another computer um, that can contain larger files. So basically, you will now have to uh, find a way to get this bigger computer so that you can now transfer all of your old files into it. So uh, it, it is not a situation uh, in which one dies. It is a situation in which uh, one is renewed. So, so, so but, but when we use the English language, it is very problematic. Actually, almost any other language that I know of, they are so problematic in the sense that they are not, um, they, 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 they do not have the capacity to deal with this very complex sense of uh, uh, timelessness, of spacelessness, of uh, total uh, uh, ability to move from one terrain to the other without thinking about the issues of death. Um, uh, and um, uh, one of the examples that uh, one could also use um, to illustrate this idea, uh, as I was uh, uh, discussing with Jumaka yesterday, one of the ways in which one can deal with this idea again, is when you look at the array Beji. Um, I don't know, Obasola, if you've seen Erei Beji before, uh, but uh, do, you, do, you, do you know what we call Erei Beji? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I do. Uh-huh. Erei Beji are these uh, uh, visual images that are constructed to receive the files of um, an Ibeji that has moved on, that has traveled into the next realm. And when you look at the image of the Ibeji, um, which is supposed to represent a baby, a child, you will see that what you're looking at, the representation of the Ibeji, is not that of a child. The Ibeji would have full breasts, um, would have, uh, uh, if you look at the uh, private part, you'll see that the, the representation has uh, uh, pubic hair. If it was male, you will find that uh, the genitalia is that of an adult, not that of a child. So um, again, it just represents this concept um, of the baby has not been this infant. The baby may appear like an infant, but it is actually the, uh, the, the, the return of an, a much older file, 
of a much older uh, person uh, who has been around for ever since the beginning of time. And uh, that is why we find these representations of uh, um, uh, the Beji as an adult. Uh, and people would say that uh, there are no kids any longer. Um, and that everybody really is an adult. Um, uh, and um, when you see somebody who is, uh, uh, who looks young, you have no idea what kind of files have been archived within that individual. And uh, um, you, you, you have situations in which uh, um, a, a man, a father would look at his son and called his son Baba. Because if, if that son, for instance, was born when the grandfather uh, made the transition, uh, that son really is the embodiment and the, trans the transference or the upgrading of that uh, Baba into a totally new kind of uh, system that preserves whatever that Baba had. And that is why I said, we don't have to be scared that uh, these, this system will die. No, it will not die. Um, our fear is that uh, we have knowledge, we have facilities, we have tools that we are not using. That's just it. Wow. Oh, thank you very much for that knowledge. Uh, it's really, really interesting to know and to learn that the body is only renewed in a, in a, in a new form. But basically, we don't die. We don't die. Thank you. So, Iku, Iku then, um, is just an important uh, vessel for transference. It's not a, a vessel for death. And um, um, there are so many places where you could go and interact with individuals who are uh, past who, 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 who became, who went into the land of the ancestors when they are young. Um, nobody is expected to go into the realm of the ancestors young, uh, but sometimes it happens. Um, what those individuals then do is not really to move out of our realm, this just would go to another town. They would just, uh, for instance, if uh, the individual who, moved, who, who transitioned uh, young 
was born in, uh, say, Korodu, that individual could move to uh, Adwekiti and um, uh, or to even Shagam or wherever they want. Um, and one of the places, one of the ways through which you can directly interact um, with such individuals who are known as Akudaya, Akudaya um, is to go to the marketplace. When you go to the marketplace, um, you, especially at night, Ojale, you will find lots of these individuals who are Akudaya. They are not dead people. They go there to um, interact among themselves, to interact with other people. And uh, um, they need things. They want to buy um, the goods that uh, we humans uh, use. And they also have things that they want to trade um, with us. And uh, the embodiment of the marketplace within Ifa language is Oja Ejigomekon. Oja Ejigomekon. And there is um, an Ifa verse uh, or, or Ifa um, clip that goes Bo Kola Okola Ewoni Aburo Be Ina Wojoku. Lodja um, This is the this is the um, this is the Odu, one of the verses that um, refer to the space of the market as as the space where you go and see and interact with those who have transitioned, but are too really, are really too young to um, move to the next level. Because uh, uh, for instance, uh, uh, th think about, again, let's use the analogy of the lap of your laptop. Um, a, a lot of uh, the laptops that you buy in Lagos may be used laptops coming from um, Europe, um, the United States, coming basically from abroad. They are not spent yet. There is still a lot of life in them. So they don't discard them. They just move them into the second market. So when you have an individual who is not spent yet, but for one reason or the other, transitions. That individual does not move into the next world. The individual just moves into the market. And uh, so uh, what, what the Ifa verse is saying is when you are interacting with them, you know that they are there in the secondary market. So to say, um, you don't need to be, you know, that is uh, begin to um, 
use, uh, begin to try and uh, shine some kind of light into their faces so you can recognize them. They don't want you to do that. You already should know that these individuals don't really want to interact with you at that level. Uh, uh, so, so it is quite is quite um, a, a fascinating way of uh, of understanding who we are. And uh, um, when people transitioned um, in Yoruba culture, we did not bury them in these mass public grounds you bury that body within the, the, the home, inside one of the rooms in the house. You simply dig the ground there, you, you place the body there, you cover it up, and people sleep on top of it. People continue their lives normally. Um, the idea is to ensure that that Agbalagba, uh, that person who has transitioned, is retained within the home. We don't have uh, concepts of the frightening uh, uh, ghost. Uh, the, the, we, we don't. We don't have concepts of evil, really. Um, we have concepts of Iwa. Uh, you, for instance, uh, Obashola, your Iwa is different from Jumaka's Iwa. And the Iwa characterizes you. That's who you are. They would say, ah, Obashola, Amoli Lenio. Uh, that is, Obashola is. Uh, a, a tough person, but Jumoke uniwa uh, 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 is someone with a very cool character. They are not saying Jumoke is better than you. No, they are just saying we have two different characters here, and both of you are equally valuable, and we 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 have this saying that. Uh, Tori wereita lasheni wereile. In other words, even the concept of weary, of being wild and difficult, is acceptable. It's accepted. As as a matter of fact, it is cultivated and desired, because you know that at one point you are going to encounter difficult people from the outside and to interact and negotiate with the difficult people from the outside, you need to bring out your own difficult people too. So things are accommodated, things are, are accepted and interacted within their own iwa their own being, their own uh, uh, character. Um, but when you now move from the English language, from the Yoruba uh, language to 
the English language. You have to be really careful that you are not thinking in English when you are interpreting the Yoruba uh, character. For instance, uh, 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 let's take the character of issue that uh, has been stigmatized as Satan, as the devil, as Lucifer. We don't have such things in our culture. We don't. We don't have the, this idea of falling angels. We don't have angels. Um, uh, the, the translation of uh, uh, angels is into angeli. We, there is nothing like that. Um, we are spirits. We don't need angels or all of those uh, esoteric things. Um, uh, uh, those are the things that limit us in terms of understanding who we are. Um, uh, uh, so uh, uh, I, I would like you to um, think about that for a moment and then uh, move on to the concept of even uh, Duna, Dura itself, which uh, 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 which can be simplified as bargaining. Um, there are no equivalents for it because essentially life to the Yoruba person is a market. At the same time, life is a journey. Ajo. Laye. Um to be able to bargain very well. You can, cannot come to the market empty-handed. And that is why you have all of your files uh, loaded into you when you're coming into the world. So um, uh, uh, maybe you want to ask some other question to um, move, move us forward. Thank you very much, Prof. You know, I think, you know, in essence, you've taken us um, into uh, many uh, different layers. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, into many different layers, you know, for one, on one hand, you know, we've sort of um, evaluated, you know, the concept of even the dimensions, you know, in Yoruba, you know, culture and the fact that, um, People, energy transitions, uh, it doesn't die. I mean, the concept of death is obviously something that is not um, in the culture. Uh, but there's something that I actually wanted to ask, and I think this is following from our conversation. It's this idea of um, um, archives, you know, looking at embodied archives mm. um, and looking at how how do we, in essence, we're living in this modern world, there's technology, uh, there's this 
whole conversation around uh, um, artifacts, uh, reparation, you know, there's just so many different layers of things. But most importantly as well, you know, there's this idea around um, the way that even our cities are being urbanized as well. Mm. The fact that that is also affecting our relationship with our environment, you know, because one of the one of um, one of the tools of uh, of colonization was actually in the way that the cities were shaped, you know. So they were shaped in such a way that they affected African bodies, you know, and their relationship with their space. So when we're thinking about this whole concept of everybody's talking about decolonizing, uh, you know decolonization, but most importantly, how do we decolonize the African body? Uh, since the African body is actually the site of, is, a, is an archive, it's a site of, uh, you know, where we conserve, you know, all our knowledge, histories, uh, and all of that. So how do we, in essence, decolonize that? I think it's, it's the question that I want to ask. Very good. Um, Professor, please let, let me come in before you go on with uh, answering Jumaka's question. Mm -hmm. There's something I quickly want to say, and yes. that's the fact that uh, I must commend your efforts for making this happen. Then, talking about Ifa, like you rightly said, that uh, Toba, 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 Kola, Niko, Kola, Niko, Mm -hmm. I think you mean you have been referring to you have been referring to the computer system of modernization. So let me quickly just say this too, that mm -hmm. we can liken that to we can we can liken that to when you say we, that, that there's something we call non-tested electronics, non-tested computers. Mm -hmm. When you want to buy the non-tested computers or mm -hmm. these electronics from Europe and America, don't mm -hmm. test them. You don't at them you don't check them you don't scrutinize you buy and you go <laughs> so if i if i is totally complete when it comes to issues of life <laughs> so when you buy this contested equipment electronics computer or whatever you buy and you go you don't check you don't look into how it's working or whether it's working or not you buy and go so we can relate that to that SFR that you mentioned about Toba, Kola, Niko, Kola, Niko, Maguino, Otoku. So you can now go with uh, Jumoke's question, please. Very good. You see, I had been grappling with um, the concept of modernity for quite a while. And um, recently, um, someone contacted me that I had come up with a theory that they have started using now. And that theory is the idea of meta-modernism. Um, if you went on uh, Wikipedia and uh, checked it, because I was, I was referred to the Wikipedia, and uh, I was surprised to find out that uh, they uh, defined me as uh, the person who came up with this concept of metamodernism. And that is this, that there is no such thing as modernism. Modernism is uh, just another reuse 
to confuse people, to colonize people. There is no society that does not consider itself modern. There is none, except societies that have been colonized. If you were to go into um, uh, a remote part of uh, the Amazon that uh, has these indigenous people living there who had not made contact with the uh, Europeanized world, they consider themselves modern. It is when you now go into that space and you begin to tell them, no, you know, that's not the way you're supposed to do this. That's, this is the way your gods have no power and so on and so forth. That is when you begin to confuse them. But normally they would not see anything wrong in what they are doing. And that is their own modernism. In other words, the way I deconstructed, um, well, let me not say deconstructed, the way I Yorubalize that way of thinking is to say that the idea of modernity in which everything is empirical, in which things have, in, in which things can be um, tested and, and, and proved is false. Uh, there is always an extra dimension that cannot be understood in whatever you design. Um, for instance, um, we have all of these nice things set up um, to interact and so on and so forth. But I, I, normally we don't have uh, electricity shortage here. We don't usually have uh, um, a blackout, but it could happen. Um, it shouldn't, but it could. And um, uh, in Nigeria, uh, you could have a situation in which every day there is no um, power, and then um, you want to do this very important uh, program, and you have totally uninterrupted uh, power supply. In other words, nothing is uh, certain the issue of that extra mysterious uh, 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 dimension, that is the issue dimension. Issue dimension is that of um, that which is not possible to be to, to predict unpredictability. Um, and I think in the West, that is what they are now beginning to think of in terms of what they call this, the string theory. Um, but the way I think about it is whenever you have 
modern. What you actually have is meta-modern. If you are really going to be honest with yourself, uh, because every situation brings in uh, that, 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 that element of the unpredictable. For instance, because something works in Ghana does not mean that it's going to work in Nigeria. Because the landscape of Ghana, the people of Ghana, are not exactly the same as those in Nigeria. Uh, that element of the unpredictable uh, is, is what I want to use in terms of thinking about this idea of, uh, um, of modernity. And who colonized who? That's, that's, a, that's another issue. When you come um, with all of your arms, with all of your, uh, for instance, um, uh, let, let's use the, the, the slave trade um, analogy. Uh, these people came and quote unquote, uh, took our people, uh, enslaved them and took them to the Americas. That's a tragedy, right? But not really. What has happened is they have been used. They have been used by powers much greater than them, by that element of the unknown, the, the, the issue dimension. They have been used to move us out of Africa into an expanded land so that now you have Yoruba culture, Yoruba religion, Yoruba spirituality all over the world, wherever you go, um, wherever the black body was moved to out of Africa, you have Yoruba spirituality. So the idea of the diaspora is one that is natural to the Yoruba being because Ifa tells us that we are the first intergalactic people recorded. Ifa says, we came from another galaxy. Our ancestors came from another galaxy and landed in Ileife. And from Ileife, we expand to the rest of the world. That's the meaning of the, the, the word Ileife. Ile is the house or the place or the home. Ife, from where the expansion begins. But these ancestors landed at first in Ileife and then began to expand. But 
they are stopped by the sea. Then Europeans came and helped them across. So that diaspora then spreads in such a way that now, um, uh, uh, as uh, um, if uh, chanters would say, if in other words, IFA is gradually spreading all over the world, but those who are not initiated don't understand that it is spreading all over the world because we are naturally a diasporic people. We cannot be contained. We came from a totally different galaxy. We are here and we are taking over this entire, this entire planet and we are not even gonna stop here. Um, we have no boundary, so to say. So I, I, I don't, I've, I've even forgotten your question, but um, I, I just wanted to uh, deal a little bit with this concept of uh, colonization. Who is colonizing who? Who is enslaving who? Think about the, the, the Yoruba, um, the, 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 the way in which um, the American culture is essentially a black culture. Uh, and the way in which the body of the diasporic African, the diasporic Yoruba person also becomes an archive. And that archive leaves Africa at a point when Africa was embattled, at a point when um, uh, Africa was threatened. That archive lived, uh, left Africa intact, moved across the sea. And at the point when those of us who remained back within the continent began to get corrupted with um, uh, foreign languages, foreign uh, 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 religions, foreign ways of doing things. We now have a body of people who left 400 years ago, 500 years ago, with these materials. And so if you were to go to Cuba, for instance, you will see certain practices that have actually disappeared in Yoruba land. But within Cuba itself, they may not even fully understand the full significance of these materials. But when they now come back to Yoruba land, Yoruba people would see the materials that they bring and can use Ifa to tell them, really, this is what you have. We don't even have it any longer. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? In terms of this 
idea of colonizing people, um, you may end up colonizing yourself. <laughs> you may end up being colonized when you are colonizing, when you are colonizing your, the Yoruba culture. You end up uh, becoming the victim of your own atrocities. Thank you so much, Prof. I think, you know, the, the, you said you forgot the question, but I think you have actually touched on the question as well, because what I had asked was, I, won't be, I mean, how do you decolonize, um, you know, the African body, you know, especially because it's a site uh, that holds, you know, uh, knowledge, you know, um, experiences, you know, and all of that. But I think you've touched on that, because one of the things you said is that, you know, we don't need to worry about the, the physical body, because the knowledge in itself, it's like files, you know, it transcends from one generation to another. So we don't need to bother ourselves about decolonizing the body in essence. But I also liked what you just said now, which is this idea that um, there's a, um, some sort of a transference that happens, you know, across, especially in the diasporic space, you know, where you have, um, a lot of the culture, they actually retaining the culture even more than us on the continent. Uh, you find certain practices in Cuba, in Venezuela, uh, in Brazil, in all of these places, you know, they hold on to a lot of the uh, traditional practices even more than we have done, you know, on the continent. So in essence, you know, maybe what you're saying is that maybe it's another way to now look at colonization in essence, in the sense that, you know, maybe that was actually intended to be, and that's also our own way of colonizing, indirectly colonizing, uh, because those practices keep, keep on um, mutating, you know, in other formats, you know, in, across culture. And I think that's, a, that's actually a very, very beautiful way to look at things, and as opposed to try to reverse things and to, um, to sort of go back you know, pre-colonial, because that's also what a lot of people are saying, that oh, we need to go back pre-colonial to be able to access some of this knowledge and formats. But what you're saying now is that, no, those formats have already uh, moved uh, and they're sort of like in other spaces, you know, so we need to look for a way to uh, harness them, I think. Um, so in essence, what is what would be your own uh, proposal as to how to handle archives of the future as a Yoruba man, what would be your own uh, proposal, idea, suggestion on, on what archives of the future should look like? Putting all these variables into consideration. Very good. Um, first, time itself. Time to the Yoruba uh, when you go to the Babalao you want to know what will happen tomorrow, okay? That already is a contradiction, right? Uh, how can you know what will happen tomorrow if it has not already happened? And uh, uh, the Babalawo then just needs to bring out the Okmoifa to tell you what has happened that you so that you can be prepared to interact with it in other words there is no yesterday there is no today there is no 
tomorrow. And uh, the idea of uh, what they now call um, Afrofuturism, that is essentially a Yoruba way of thinking. We are timeless. We are not defined by space. So the IFA um, uh, body of knowledge is all you need. When you study IFA, IFA will prepare you for everything that you could ever anticipate. You know, I started by saying um, the computer, IFA is the, uh, the origin of the computer. Um, that's not even putting it properly. IFA is the only computer. There are derivatives that people have taken from it. They have taken only a tiny little bit from it. It's like you have this gigantic uh, space um, uh, uh, cloud. All you have to do is just study the language of Uh, the computer has a head, which is Ori, you know, the computer, just look at the computer. If, if you study computer, you will see that they are describing Yoruba uh, uh, imagery, basically, the Yoruba sculpture, because it's all embodied. That's not the way Westerners think, no. Westerners abstract. They want to take um, things away from the, the embodied and abstract it and call it a uh, theory, right? So that it is then applicable beyond the specific. But when you now actually go into computer studies, you will see that it is a totally embodied program that uses the human parts like we do in Yoruba studies. Uh, as I said, uh, it has, a, ha uh, it, it has uh, a head, it, it has hands, and all, all kinds of things that you can imagine as legs, you know, and everything is collected and kept in our own. All you have to do is think about you know, in which Aja now took his own files, his own mother, and placed it in our own, you know, so that Aja could always access um, the materials from our own. That is the cloud. You know, so um, gradually, the more you know about the Yoruba culture, the more you can actually know everything else. Um, without knowing these things, 
it's not that it doesn't exist. It is there. But it's like someone who is not educated. Someone who is not educated would think, oh, those things have disappeared. They're not available. No, they are. You are just the one not uh, able to access it. So, but to, to really understand Western culture, you have to understand Yoruba culture. When you understand Yoruba, it made it so easy for me in graduate school because I almost quickly figured out um, the West when I got here that uh, it's a very young culture. And um, to be able to look through it and pick through it and uh, to be able to um, move freely, all you need to do is just hold on to your Yoruba culture. And when they say something, uh, 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 when they begin to think linear, then you let them know. Um, the problem we are getting here is because you are thinking linear, you know, and then immediately they get it. If you now look at it, don't look at it linear now, look at it my way, okay? When you now look at it my way, you will see that what you're saying doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> and then they would say, yeah, you're right. What we're saying doesn't make any sense. Uh, from the way you're presenting it to us. But then you'll be solving a major problem for them. Um, uh, because they have hit the block and uh, um, they are looking for ways of going beyond the block because their world is a world of black and white. white like five ranges of issue looking at white what you actually see is black because without black you can't understand what white means um uh, did, did you mute yourself, Jumoke? Yes, Prof, I did, you know, so that I don't interrupt you or I don't have any sounds coming from my end. So I did. Okay. Yes. But I'm uh, listening. I'm, I'm right here. Uh -huh. So um, that, that way of thinking beyond the binary. See, uh, a, a lot of people are going to talk about the computer is binary. It is not binary. The computer has a much wider range than the binary, but they are now just using the binary, okay? It is our responsibility to tell them that the material you have stolen is actually, has much more capacity than what, than what the way you're using it. But first of all, we 
who understand this material. We speak the language of it. That's the language we are born into. We who understand the computer now have to tell them that it is not modern. It is actually meta-modern. If you think it is modern, you are going to run into a lot of trouble because you are going to get into a situation in which you turn on your light and it doesn't work because issue is fucking with it. You know, and you just need to know what they call Ebo. See, when people talk about Ebo, you think it means sacrifice. No, again, that's the, the this equivalence that people make. It is not sacrifice. It simply means the thing that you need to do to write something that is being fucked with by issue. That's it. You can have, you can set up everything and get, get ready to, to start a program and it doesn't work. So that is when you realize the limitation of the so-called modern world. Um, uh, it's, it's a very flat world that does not fully understand that there are dimensions beyond the empirical. There's no such thing as the empirical. Uh, and uh, uh, what it then leads to is frustration, which, and when people don't know how to deal with that frustration, they resort to violence. Um, and that is why you, 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 you see such a lot of confusion in the world, a lot of fighting in the world, because they are operating within a linear, um, that, that kind of linear uh, binary dimension. It is either wrong or right. No, um, that's not the way things work. So we can safely say then that you know, the, a space of in-betweenness is kind of like the future where, you know, it's, it's not polarized, but it's just in-between, which I think in essence is something that also the market space represents. It's like an in-between space, um, between dimension, even spatially as well, between um, different, uh, I think, territories. Uh, but I think also it's also different socioeconomic groups. Um, so maybe that's actually the way, you know, the future, uh, a, a space of in-betweenness. What are your in thoughts? In-betweeners. Yes. In-betweeners is also a location. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So that's why space is so difficult. That's why space doesn't, doesn't exist. You cannot be outside of the in-between ever. Hmm. And at the same time, the in-between is not possible to be. Do, do, do you see what I mean by yes. it's not possible to be because you are at this space? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Um, but it's a useful tool. 
when one understands how to use it, they use it in film technology, mm -hmm. in which they shoot a series of pictures and run them together mm -hmm. to give the illusion of movement. Mm -hmm. And that's the traditional philosophical question of um, an arrow in space. Is it moving? Um, because at any particular point, it is occupying space. So um, the, the space is impossible to define, you know? Because when you move from one quote unquote space to another space, you are always bringing with you the baggage of your old space into the new space, which is then why people say um, you are in the liminal, in between space. And as I said, that just become um, uh, 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 a contradiction. A contra you, you cannot be uh, out of space. So that in between space itself is a location that can be defined. And we are always there. We are always at the crossroads. You know, um, right now we're talking, but before then you had something you were doing. And after now, you're gonna have something that you'll be doing. So we are located, quote unquote, in between spaces, but at the same time, we are in a space. So that is why space doesn't make sense. And that's why when you start traveling um, from one point and you keep going, you're gonna come back to the same point. Just keep going in the world, just keep traveling, don't stop. You're gonna come back to where you started from. So that's the way the world is constructed. <laughs> you are going forward, but you are moving back. Yeah. <laughs> Prof, I don't, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I think I'm just, this has just been such a wonderful experience. Obashalan, um, we want to say a huge thank you for accepting to be part of this. I think this has enriched us even deeper than we would have imagined, you know, even conceptualized. So on a final note, I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on portals? What do you think about, you know, the concept of portals as um, creating access as a space to uh, have many inroads, you know, because again, that's kind of like this concept of Orita um, Meta, the, the, the many inroads, you know, into ideas, into concepts, into so what are your, what is your idea? What, what do you think about portals in general? Very good idea. Um, portals, there are two ways, there are multiple ways of thinking about it, but there is the um, concept of Janos, um, the Greek God uh, that uh, has the phase, one phase looking back one phase looking forward. And, and, and that is why the, the idea of uh, January 
comes from um, the end of uh, one year, the beginning of another. That's where you have the concept of uh, the janitor. Um, it's all it's still from Janus, the person who opens the door, who locks the door, who, who, who gives us access and uh, closes access. Now, compare that with the concept of Ajiri. Ajiri is uh, this uh, ikoko, this part that is used um, for cooking, uh, for boiling um, herbs. And uh, uh, it says, Ajiri Momodeo Oniba Ona. It's not just two ways. Is our home is permeated. See, uh, that's the way we Yoruba think. Uh, all kinds of ways. It's not just about that is the road, uh, and so on, the way in which they think about genus. No, it is not um, a linear back and forth. It is a space of total openness everywhere is a portal. Everywhere, everything is, 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 is a portal. Um, for instance, the discussions that we are having now is a portal. Uh, it, it's, it's a way through which we are interacting. And it's a way in which you are making me to think, to reflect. And as I reflect, I'm moving into another dimension while at the same time inviting you into a different dimension. The laptop that we are using is a portal. The Starbucks thing that I have has its own portal. Everything is a portal. Um, uh, the entire human body, uh, you have the mouth, you have the nose, but at the same time, you just have all these pores in all the skins, millions of them through which we sweat, you know? So to think about portal, we have to think about it in multi-dimensional ways as Ajiri Unibano. Thank you, Prof. That's all, that's all I can say. <laughs> I can't say more than that, but thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Wow. You're really taking us into different dimensions of this concept of hmm. and this reality. And honestly, I wish that we can just continue listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think 
you okay, would have to do us a favor of looking into how we can have this same conversation. Yes. Maybe I on think, another platform. Yeah, so I think we have to, you know, because the thing about it is this is um, a portal, but it's it's going to lead us into other portals and it's going to be both local and global as well. And it's going to be a portal that it does um, that is not in any way stratified. So it's not about people that are formally educated or informally educated, whether they're rich or poor, or whatever. It's just going to be an open space, as Prof has said, um, a space for all. And I think that's what the market is teaching us. Uh, you know, it's it's to say that so it's kind of this idea of the more the merrier mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's that's how we need to really position even a future conversation excellent you're welcome thank and, you so uh, much. thanks for, thanks for asking me thank you thank you so much so enjoy the rest of the evening uh, enjoy starbucks <laughs> you will. know I, I, evening for us but i guess you know day your day is just starting really <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, guys. All right. Thank you so much, Prof. Bye. Thank you very much, Professor. Bye. Thank you.